Welcome everyone. Thank you. Uh, today is the uh, first Yoga Sutra of 2021. So and we're starting a new section and this section is uh, it's quite an interesting section and we're going to end up reviewing a lot of important stuff about Patanjali's outline of yoga practice. So I hope uh, hope you'll be able to join us for for this whole section. It goes from sutras 422 to 428, 422 to 428 in the Kaivalya Pada. And uh, let's get started with the chanting. Om Shri Gurave Namaha Om Shri Ganeshai Namaha Om Shri Saraswatiye Namaha Om Vande Gurunam Charanadavinde Sandrashita Swatma Sukhababodhe Nishreyase Jangalikaya Mane Samsara Hala Hala Moha Shantye Abhahupurushakaram Shankachakrasi Dharinam Sahasra Shirasam Shvetam Pranamami Patanjalim Yogena Chittasya Padena Vacham Malam Sharirasya Chavaidya Kena Yopakarotam Pravaram Muninam Patanjalim Pranjali Ranatosmi Aum Asatoma Satkamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrityorma Amrutangamaya Aum Shanti 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 Aum Sahana Babatu Sahana Bunaktu Sahaviryang Karavavahai Tejasvinavadi Tamastuma Vidvishavahai Aum Shanti 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 Aum Namo Brahmavidbyo Brahmavidya Sampradaya Kartribyo Namo Vamsharashibyo Namo Mahadbyo Namo Gurubhya Sarvo Paplavareta Pragnana Gana Pratigarato Brahma Vahamasmi 
Paramatmane Namaha Shri Patanjala Yoga Darshanam Atta Kaivaya Padaha Janma Oshadi Mantra Tapas Samadhi Jaha Siddhayaha Janmaushadi mantra tapas samadhi ja siddhayaha jati antara parinamaha prakriti apurat jatyantara parinama prakriti apurat namitam aprayojakam Prakriti nam varana bedaha tutatas kshetrikavatu namittam aprayojakam prakriti nam varana bedas tutatak kshetrikavatu nirmana chit ani asmita matratu Nirmana chit an yasmita matrat Pravritti bhede prayojakam chittam ekam anekesham Pravritti bhede prayojakam chittam ekam anekesham Tatra Dhyana jam anashanam tatra dhyana jam anashayam karma ashukla akrishnam yoginaha tri vidham itaresham karma Shukla Krishnam Yoginas Trividamita Resham Tatas Tat Vipaka Anugunanam Eva Abivyaktihi Vasananam Tatas Tat Vipaka Anugunanam Eva Abivyaktihi Tirvasananam Jati Desha Kala Yavahitanam Api Anantaryam Smriti Sanskarayo Eka Rupatvat Jati Desha Kala Vyavahita Namapyanantaryam Smriti Sanskari Yorekarupat Tvat Tasam Anaditvam Cha Ashishaha Nityatvat 
ಸಾಮನಾಶಿಷೋ ನಿತ್ಯಲ ಆಶ್ರಯ ಆಲಂಬನೈ ಸಂಗ್ರಹೀತ್ವಾಶ್ರಯಾಲಂಬನೈ ಸಂಗ್ರಹೀತ್ವಾಭಾವ ಅತೀತ ಅನಾಗತ ಸ್ವರೂಪತ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಅಧ್ವೇದೇದಾಧ್ವೇದಾಧ್ವಾಕ್ತಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮ ಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮಾಗುಣಾತ್ಮಾಕತ್ವಾಸ್ತುತ್ವಸ್ತುತ್ವಸ್ತುಸಾಮ್ಯೇಚಿತ್ತ ಭೇದಾತ್ತಕ್ತ ಪಂಥಾ ವಸ್ತು ಸಾಮ್ಯೇಚಿತ್ತೇದಾತ್ತಕ್ತ ಪಂಥಾ ನಕಚಿತ್ತೇದ್ ವಸ್ತು ತತ್ ಅಪ್ರಮಾಣಕಿತ್ತಂತ್ರೇದ್ವಸ್ತು ತದಪ್ರಮಾಣಕಿತ್ವಾತ್ತಸ್ತು ಜ್ಞಾತ ಅಪೇಕ್ಷಿತ್ವಾಚಿತ್ತಸ್ತು ಜ್ಞಾತ ಸದಾತ್ತಿತ್ತವೃತ್ತೋ ಪುರುಷಸ್ಪರಿಣಾಮೀ ಸದಾತ್ತವೃತ್ತಸ್ತ್ರಭೋಪುರುಷಸ್ಪರಿಣಾಮೀತ್ವಾತ್ಸ್ವಾಸ್ಯತ್ವಾಸಮಯೆ ಉಭಯನವಧಾರಣಸಮೋಭಯನವಧಾರಣ ಚಿತ್ತ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಬುದ್ಧೇ 
अति प्रसंग स्मृति चित्तांतरदृश्ये बुद्धि बुद्धि प्रसंग स्मृति चित्ते अति अतिप्रतिसंक्रमाया तत्कार आपत्तावुद्धि संवेदन चित्तेर प्रतिसंक्रमायापत्तावुद्धि संवेदन द्रष्ट्र दृश्य उपरक्त चिंत दृश्योपरक्त चिंतख्येय वासना चिंत्य तरसंख्येयवासनाशेषदर्शिन आत्म भाव भावना निवृत्ति विशेषदर्शिन आत्म भाव भावना निवृत्ति तदा विवेक निम्न कैवल्य प्राप्त चिंतक निम्न कैवल्य प्राग्भारिद्रेशु प्रत्यय अंतरा संस्कारेभ्य चिद्रेशु प्रत्यंतरा संस्कारेभ्य प्रसंख्याने अपिकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्वताकुसीदर्
samapti gunanam tata kritartanam parinama krama samapti gunanam shana pratiyogi parinama aparanta nirgrahyah kramaha shana pratiyogi Parinama Paranta Nirgrahya Kramaha Purusha Artha Shunyanam Gunanam Pratiprasavaha Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishta Va Chiti Shaktihi Iti Purushartha Shunyanam Gunanam Pratiprasava Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishtava Chiti Shakti Riti Iti Shri Patanjala Yoga Darshane Kaivalya Pado Nama Chaturtaf Padaha Iti Shri Patanjala Yoga Sutrani Sampurnam Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Okay. So we're doing sutras 422 to 428. And uh, this is basically like uh, once you reached you know, a good internal place consciously in yourself and uh, description and the process of how to continue, how to continue from here. So, uh, you know, normally a lot, we start with some review about the section or the sutras we've been doing up to this point, but because of uh, one of the phrases in this sutra uh, reference, uh, we're gonna do the review after we, we start the sutra. Chitter a prati sankramaya ha. Chitter a prati sankramaya ha. Tut a car a patau. Tut a car a patau. Tut a car a patau. Swabuti sambedanum. Swabuti sambedanum. Swabuddhi Sambedanam Aprati Sankramaya Aprati Sankramaya Chittera Prati Sankramaya Tadakara Patao Swabuddhi Sambedanam Two more times. Chittera prati sankramaya, tadakara patao, 
Sabutti Samvedanam Chetera Prati Sankramayaha Tadakara Patao Sabutti Samvedanam By not following the normal processes of cognition, the mind takes the form of spirit and we completely understand our mind. This first phrase, chitti, chitter, pratisankrama yaha. Chitti means thinking, the cognitive, right? that part of the mind where we were aware of, of how the mind is processing, what the mind is thinking as cognitive. That's the, the level of mind that most people are aware of. The cognitive mind, chitti, a pratisankrama, a pratisankrama. This means san, a krama means a step, right? Like the the posture trivikramasana, three steps, krama or vinyasa krama. Krama means a step. So, and then it has the the prefix a, so it's a, a negating pratisankrama. Uh, pratisankrama. So it's not pratisankrama. So basically, pratisankrama means like the steps that you take, the channels you take in order to, uh, you know, the normal steps you take to, to do something. So when we're talking about the cognitive mind. So you're not following the normal process of cognition, the mind, right? the mind can sub, subvert the normal mode of cognition right? in two different ways. One, we can withdraw our mind, right? Because the normal mode of cognition is the mind is always outside. Oh, look at what that person is doing. I can't believe that person. Did you see what that person did? Oh. They're saying such bad things about me or, oh, they're praising me. Oh, I feel so good. It's all this external, external, external. So reversing your mind, like when you meditate and uh, you try to keep your mind from thinking about other things that are not you. Uh, just dealing with, with yourself and improving yourself, understanding yourself. Um, so by, by not going by going inside instead of going outside. That's the one way we can subvert the normal uh, pratisankrama. The other way, right, is when we're doing things, uh, we can respond to things instantaneously. For example, when you're playing sports. For example, when you're balancing in handstand, all the subtle adjustments your body is doing, or maybe in, even in headstand, or maybe even balancing in Uttitta Hasta Parangushtasana, your mind is not going through all the normal modes of cognition. All the cognition takes time. It's a thought process. To make the adjustments, 
when you're balancing is not a thought process. It's an instant response. So uh, somebody says something to you and there's a response that comes. You don't think about it. You just, you have a response. That's uh, also another way that you subvert the normal process of cognition. So then Patanjali says, Akara, Apatao, taking on the form of something. Uh, Akara, like uh, we know this word from Abahu Purusha Karam. Akara means taking on the form, like the Abahu from the the from the shoulders down purusha right the form of a man from the shoulders down purusha abahu purusha akaram he takes the form right potentially has thousands of heads so above the shoulders he's not taking the form of a man below the shoulders he's got man body above the shoulders he has thousands of heads so abahu purusha akaram and then sahasrashirasam shwetam, thousands of radiant white heads. So akara means taking the form, taking the form of that, tat. So what is that? Right? If the mind is not going through the normal uh, process of cognition, right, then what's the content of the mind? What's the, the form, the content that the mind is going to, Embody. Okay, so akara means uh, taking the form. Apati means a state of connection. Right? So whatever it's connected with, like normally it's connected with its thought processes. But here you're not doing the normal thought processes. So what is it connected to? It's connected to that. Ah. Uh, connected to that. So what were the sutras that led up to this sutra? We had Patanjali gave us a, a, um, a thread of logic to demonstrate that the mind is not, that there's a, something conscious that's not the mind. There's something other than the mind operating. He's, he told us that um, Sadagnyat in 418, that through all the things that you, you know, right, all the vrittis you have, right, all the things, nyata, known, and all the, the vrittis, there's this, this constant. Prabhu Purusha, he calls it Prabhu Purusha, right? That that's always present, observing. And he makes the claim that the mind can't. If if you're able to observe your mind, right? You can see yourself um, processing information, like uh, I given you five dollars for a four dollar item and you're going to give me one dollar back you can watch your mind process you can watch your mind becoming angry you can observe all these things so he's saying 
there, there's some, there's another dimension that's able to observe the content in the mind. And he's calling, that's what he's calling Prabhu Purusha. He say the mind can't illuminate itself. It can't be the mind that's watching the mind. Uh, and that's what the last sutra we went over was, was trying to say, if it was the mind, if there was a mind observing the mind, right? a buddhi observing another buddhi, right? so it's just another mind. <clears throat> you go back, you peel the onion one more layer deeper, right? And there's another mind inside observing. But then each mind that you peel the onion back, each mind has, has memory and, and some scars. It can't be like another mind, right? Observing the mind. Because then there'd be no end to it. There, there's always another layer when you peel the onion. There's always another layer and another layer, right? Until, right, you get inside, there's no, is there no other layer? Do you reach a point where there's, there's a limit? So this is what Patanjali is saying. There's something other than just, another layer to your mind that's observing the mind. Prabhu Purusha. So he, he gave us this thread of logic, uh, this proposition in 418, and then the thread of logic to, to try to convince us, right? Because now he's, he's saying, when we're in this yogic state of attention where the mind is not functioning in its normal uh, cognitive way, the mind takes on the form of that, Prabhu Purusha. So he had to give us that, that logic. And then that logic also serves another function uh, for people who don't believe in, in spirit. That is just, you know, when the body dies, that's it. The nihilist. This is all there is. Don't have to worry about any future life consequences of your actions from this life. You just take as much as you can because there's, when this is over, that's it. Uh, where do we go? Here we are. So, uh, tat means that, and it's referring to that Prabhu Purusha, that previous discussion from 418 to 421. And what's next? What else happens? So, Swabhuti Samvedanam, our, our buddhi, our, our mind, our cognitive mind, it becomes very well known. Sabuti Samvedanam. Patanjali, in the first chapter, when we had the discussion on Ishwara, Towards the end of that discussion, Patanjali mentions chanting Om, the Pranava, uh, as a uh, method for meditating on Ishwara. And if you 
contemplate the meaning of Om while you chant Om, then you get Sutra 129. Tata Pratyak Chetana Adigamaha Api Antaraya Abhavascha. So an, uh, Chetana means uh, the, the, like the sort, uh, Pratyak means going back, reversing. So that that's you know one of the ways that we can subvert the normal cognitive process, right? Is we reverse the mind back, and what Patanjali is saying here in one twenty nine, adikama means that you're going back seeking your source, pratyak chaitana. You turn your consciousness chaitana back in, right? Seeking seeking something about yourself to understand yourself or to seek your source. And when that happens, then the antaraya, the obstacles, the internal obstacles, abhava, disappear. So it's not a new concept. What Patanjali is presenting in 422 Chittera prati sankramaya tadakara patau sabuti sambedanam. So swa is on, buddhi is, is your, your mind, uh, the sharpness of your mind. And sambedana is very well known or understood. So at this moment, when your mind is not doing the normal cognitive externalization, right, uh, it takes on the form of the spirit, and and it knows itself very well. Chittera prati sankramaya. Tadakara patau sabuti samvedanam. So, by not following the normal processes of cognition, chitera pratisankrama, the mind takes the form of spirit. Tadakara patau, and we completely understand our mind. Sabuti samvedanam. Any question or comments? Yeah, here, Alexis. Here, chit, chitter, chit, chitter, and then buti. Ah. Two different words used. Yeah. Ah, um, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I get the general idea, but I don't know the subtleties of the of the language. Chitti, you know, is usually more like consciousness. I don't know, but the dictionary said it has to do with cognitive, and uh, and that's what we're talking about. The subject, you know, going through the normal thought processes, which takes time, and it's always you're, you're always we're always. You know, the worldly thing, it's always going out. 
we're worried about what people think about us or we're excited when people think good things about us. They approve of us, we feel good. They disapprove, we we get angry, we get defensive. Uh, all these externalized kinds of things. Um, not doing that. So when we practice actually, right, this is one of the main things about practice that we should be doing is not letting the mind go out. Whether you're doing chanting or you're chopping vegetables or you're uh, talking to somebody or listening to somebody or you're doing asanas, you're, you're focused on what you're doing you're focused on yourself. You're focused on understanding yourself better. Why you get bothered by certain things. Not why did that person say what he said, but why, why do I let it bother me? Why do I need that person to feel, to approve of me? He's depressed. That's why he's saying negative things. Right? He's in a bad mood. That's why he's being negative. If he was in a good mood, he'd be saying positive things. That's all. It's not about me. It's about him. Or it's not about you. It's about me. If I'm in a good mood, then I'm happy and I have rose-colored glasses on. Everything I say is so uplifting and positive and uh, patting everybody's egos and stroking them on you know, the back, giving gold stars out because I have my rose-colored glasses on when I have my gray glasses on, then, you know, that's not good enough. You're told, you know, I can't believe you're so stupid. And like, why are you so slow? What's wrong with you? Right. So it's not about, we, we shouldn't be so attached to what other people think. Because people are moody. We're moody. We're all moody. Right. Our mood goes up and down. And then the way we perceive things goes up and down with our mood. Uh, so if you're looking for approval and you're letting it bother you, uh, you're going to be batted around like a ping pong ball. <laughs> uh, so the thing when we're practicing, right, is we keep, keep our attention on ourselves. Don't think about the faults of the world or the faults of other people. Just look to understand yourself better. And then your practice is going to really serve you lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. The wisdom you gain is going to go with you. The asanas you gain are not going to go with you. Only the wisdom will go with you lifetime after lifetime. Or situation after situation. All right, so... Right, so we come to understand ourselves better, right? If we're looking inside instead of outside, why, why am I bothered? Or what does is, what is happiness feel like? That's another way to look inside, right? And to understand yourself better. You start to feel, understand the sensation or the experience of joy, contentment, 
right? One of the niyamas, one of the things we're supposed to be doing in yoga, right? Niyamas are things that that help us make progress in yoga, niyamas. Yamas are things to avoid doing because they obstruct our progress. Niyamas are things to do because they promote our progress. They create more blessings, more positive energy. So we can also, you know, we study contentment, santosha, the second niyama, that sensation of, of being contented. Ah. Or being less uh, full of strain, letting go of strain, letting go of ideas that might be holding us back from being able to execute our, our jump through. And so we, we turn it around back on ourselves. Don't put any blame for anything that happens to you outside. Take all the blame for everything yourself. Right? Even if you're born with certain conditions, right? if you, the blame is outside of you, then you have no uh, ability to do anything about it. If you take the blame yourself, right, then the opportunity is limitless how much you, you can apply yourself to improve and grow. Chittera pratisankramayaha tadakara patau sabuddhi samvedanam. Yeah? Questions, comments? We go to the next one. Oh my God, everything becomes possible. All necessary capabilities possible. Drashtar, drishya, uparaktam, chittam, sarvartam. Drashtar, drishya, yoparaktam, chittam, Sarvartam drashtar drishya uparaktam chittam sarvartam drashtar drishyo paraktam chittam sarvartam once more drashtar drishyo paraktam chittam sarvartam Everything becomes possible when things are colored by the observer. Right? So what was this one, right? If you're taking on the form of Purusha, the, the observer, then everything you're doing is colored, right? So the, the quality of your mind is colored by Purusha. Right? It's taking on that form then everything you're engaged with perceiving is colored, right? Because you have rose-colored glasses on, gray-colored glasses on, or you have Purusha-colored glasses on, observer consciousness-colored glasses. So that's what this means, Upparaktam, colored by that. Drashtar is the observer, Drashtar. Drishya means the scene, the scene is both, uh, it's everything. Everything is a scene. The mind can be seen. So the mind is part of the scene internally. Uh, anything externally, right? 
anything in the world, your coffee cup, the coffee in the coffee cup. <laughs> so much better when you're in a good mood. But I might, I need to drink the coffee before I'm in a good mood. <laughs> so, uh, so everything colored by the, by the drashter. Chitta uparaktam, where is it? Hey, it's not in red. Is it not here? Where the heck's the word uparaktam? Uh, oh, here it is. Uparaktam means colored. It's the same word as raga, like uh, in the kleshas, raga, dvesha. Uh, raga means like uh, wrong desire. You're looking for your happiness outside in the chocolate. I'm looking for my happiness in the, my cup of coffee in the morning. It seems to be there though. <laughs> when I drink it, it just, it seems to be there. <laughs> uh, so rakta is the same, same word as raga. It's a different form. Rakta, it's a, what we call past participle, like run or ran. Ran is past participle of run. Rakta. It ran very well. It's colored, right? uh, colored in the sense of filtering, like the mind filters, right? Whatever mood the mind is in, whatever state condition the mind is in, that's the way it will color. It's the picture of the world and it, of life that you take on is colored by the state you're in. Chitta means the mind. We, we, we know this word. We can, we can go to the next word, right? And so the, the mind that's functioning in, in this manner, the mind that has drashter as the coloring. Drashter drishyo paraktam chittam. Then what? Sarvartam. Sarva means everything, right? You guys know that word from yoga, sarva? Artha means uh, purpose or meaning. Uh, so all, all capable, all, all capacities, capable of anything. Sarvartam. So it's not like you, you're, you can just do anything and everything, uh, like Superman, <clears throat> but when situations come up, you find that you, 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 how to respond comes to you. It may, you know, you can't foresee every type of situation that's going to come up in the future, right? You can't prepare for everything. So when the mind is more objective, then it's more capable of, of seeing how to respond. And if it's really objective, it's not um, holding on to baggage, old ideas as much, then it's very easy for new information, new ideas to filter in. The reason that proper breathing is so important, Guruji says, is, is it enables, uh, it allows for good thoughts to filter in. At the state we're in affects what the content that comes through the mind. 
if we're an observer, we're not at, then we're, we're not identifying with our old habits and old experiences. So it makes a lot more room for new things to come up. So we might get asked questions and our first uh, response is, uh, I don't know. What's the question you could ask me? I have no idea the answer to. Anybody have an example for us? Uh, should I marry so-and-so? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how to respond. Right, but then if you, if you settle into like, I don't know, I have no idea, and you're okay with that, right, versus panicking. Like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be a yoga teacher. I'm supposed to know everything and have the answers for my yoga student. Oh, what do I do? I don't know. Ah, ah, right? Nothing, no answers come, nothing's going to come to mind. But if you're just like, uh, I don't know, and you're quiet, you're comfortable, you're content, I don't know. How would I know? You know, then after, uh, what is it about the, the person that, that attracts you? Do you have, then ideas start coming through, start filtering through. Maybe you, you're able to develop a dialogue to help the person. So you don't have to know everything. But, but you're capable of responding. Sarvartam, you're capable of adapting to situations. You have this quality of, uh, what's it called? One of the synonyms for yoga, it's called uh, yukti. Yukti means in, intelligent adaptation. One of the synonyms of yoga, yukti. So we have, we have good, the, the less we're caught up identified in the drishya, the scene, right? the more we'll be able to be identified with the drashtar, the more empty our mind will be. Right? When you're identified, caught up in the drishya, right? then your mind has too much, it's too busy with old stuff. Right? But if you can empty, separate away, you become the observer the mind becomes empty, less thoughts. You're just observing, right? Then there's a lot of space, right? The cup is, the cup is empty. You can fill it up. Spirit can fill it up, right? Then that Prabhu Purusha, that the mind comes in contact with when it's not doing the normal cognitive thing. It's just being empty, right? I don't know. So it's empty. I don't know, uh, empty. Then Prabhu Purusha can fill up and, and you can have a response. So we have Sarvartam. Drashtar drishyo paraktam chittam sarvartam. Everything becomes possible when things are colored by the observer. So it makes sense? colored by the observer, almost like, you know, it's more like empty. Then your response will, will come to you without the normal thought processes necessarily having to, having to, to know how to process the, the response. And interestingly, right in the second chapter, Patanjali's, uh, 
talking about where the source of our suffering and our ignorance comes from. Drashta drishya, drashta drishyo, sainyogo, heya hetuhu, drashta drishyo, sainyogaha, heya hetuhu. So if it's reversed, our, our identity is too much with drishya, then it's the cause of our suffering and our ignorance. That is the ignorance. We're misidentified with the wrong thing. And that's the cause of our suffering. Here, Patanjali gives us the opposite. If drashtar is coloring right, versus drishya is coloring. If drishya is coloring, it's the sign yoga is your, your identifying, you're joining your identity with the wrong thing, the wrong part of yourself. So it's the cause of suffering. But here you move your sense of identity, you empty away from all the excess thinking in the drishya side, the seen side, and move it towards the observer side. Drashta drishyo paraktam chittam sarvartam. And that gives you more capacity to respond to situations. Drashta drishyo sainyogaha heya hetuhu. Pretty cool, huh? The same two things with completely different results depending on which way you're orientated. Right, so in this one, you're not, you're doing pratisankrama. You're doing the normal mode. You're externalizing everything. Why did that happen to me? What is that about? I don't know. I have to think. I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. I don't know. Give me the answer. <laughs> come to me, baby. Insight, come to me. You agree? Does it make sense? Does it resonate? Does it jive with your experience? Does it illuminate anything valuable to you? Guruji is saying, practice, practice, everything's coming. It all is coming. Yeah. That's different though. But, but, uh, Yeah, I mean, mostly, you know, he he didn't explain much philosophy to us. He just, he had a lot of faith in breathing correctly. He always said it's all about the breathing. If the breath is correct, then the asana is correct. He cared much more about the breathing than the shape of the asana. Because the mind and the breathing are reflections of one another. So without studying philosophy, just to learn how to remove all the strain out of the breath, right? the mind is becoming more clear. It's becoming, the mind is becoming emptier and so that the wisdom can filter in, the wisdom can grow. Because if we're too much caught up holding on to our ideas of the world, thinking we know, then our wisdom can't develop, can't grow.
What time is it? Okay, we do one more. Oh, very cool. Okay. Tat asankhyaya vasanabhihi Tat asankhyaya vasanabhihi Chitramapi Chitramapi Parartham Parartham Samhatyakaritvat Samhatyakaritvat Tadasankhyaya vasanabhihi Tadasankhyaya vasanabhihi Tadasankhyaya vasanabhihi Chitramapi 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 Parartham Samhatyakaritvat Parartham Samhatyakaritvat Parartham Samhatyakaritvat The whole thing Tadasankhyaya vasanabhis Chitramapi Parartham Samhatyakaritvat Tadasankhyaya vasanabhis Chitramapi Parartham Samhatyakaritvat Once more Tadasankhyaya vasanabhis Chitramapi Parartham Samhatyakaritvat from the transformative connection developed with spirit, right? That's what we've just been talking about. The mind works for the whole, even though it remains speckled by all of its innumerable past impressions. Even though it still has all its baggage, because it's connected to Prabhu Purusha, to spirit, the mind works for the whole. Sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Tut. Right. So that that mind, that that which we've been talking about, the last two sutras, that tut. That mind transformed, or that mind developing its connection with its true nature, or with its source, or with spirit. Uh, with Purusha, Prabhu Purusha, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. I don't care what you call it. Uh, call it Atman, call it God, call it Jesus, call it Buddha, call it uh, your true nature, call it Prabhu Purusha. Doesn't matter. What matters is how you get there and how you allow that experience to influence you and affect you. Asankhyaya, asankhyaya, innumerable, uncountable, so many, infinite. Literally, it's innumerable, too many to, to count. Asankhyaya vasana, vasana means the impressions. Everything you, your sensed, senses have picked up. Knowingly or unknowingly, all those impressions. Permanent record inside you, right? Memory is, is permanent, 
Smriti is something that can't be taken away from you. Smriti. It's unstealable. Tadasankhyaya vasanabhihi. Tadasankhyaya vasanabhihi. So innumerable vasanas, innumerable impressions. It operates, right? The mind, that mind we've been talking about, that's developed its connection with spirit. Right, it, it still has all its baggage, all the innumerable impressions, asankhya, innumerable impressions. Since time immemorial, right, no matter how powerful of a yogi you are, no matter how deep your mind is able to penetrate into, into things, no matter how far back you can see in time, no matter how many lifetimes back you can remember and see, uh, you, you can never see the origin. Immemorial. Since time immemorial. Chitra means speckled. So don't confuse, don't accidentally think this word is related to chitta or chitti. Chitra, chitra means speckled. So your mind is speckled with all these innumerable vasanas. So even though, api, even though, tarasankhya vasana bischitram api, even though it's speckled with all these innumerable impressions that you've gathered since time immemorial, asankhya, a number of eons, you've been transmigrating and gathering up samskaras and vasanas habits and karma and all kinds of stuff, good and bad. Uh, even though you have that upi, uh, although the mind operates speckled by all its infinite memories. Right? Uh, oh, we're missing the, the, the sutra on this page. Okay. Parartha, for the purpose of other things, right? Other things, anything other than yourself. Para is other. Artha is the purpose, right? Like sarvartha, artha means the purpose, the meaning, the things that things need or can do. Uh, Parartha, samhatya means combined effort. Hatya is the Sanskrit word for, for effort, doing. Uh, effort like... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Anyways, combined effort. Karitva accomplished. So we we say it's samhatya, not just hatya, but samhatya, because in conjunction with the purpose of other things, when you function and when you do things, you become more inclusive. If you have this connection with spirit, or with your source, and it's influencing you, then naturally you uh, parartha. You, your sense of self includes your environment. You see, you feel, or you see the relationship between the environment and your existence, that your existence depends on the things around you.
if the things around you disappear, your existence is going to be drastically different. If everything disappeared from you all of a sudden, everything around you, especially if the air disappeared, that'd be detrimental. That'd be, that'd be terminal if all the air disappeared, right? We're definitely dependent on our environment. We don't exist uh, in a bubble separate from exist the rest of the universe. We exist in the bubble of the universe. And without that universe, uh, poof, we'd be gone. So because of this connection with the spirit and it's coloring, uh, right? It's coloring us. It's coloring our perception and it's coloring the way we respond to things, giving us a greater capacity to respond more uh, effectively or functionally or harmoniously. Right? That's including the the thing our environment because we are dependent on our environment not just you know, the people in the house but you're dependent on the house you're dependent on the air in the house you're dependent on the food in the refrigerator and the farm workers that harvested the food so much right so samhatya karitvat in conjunction with the other para with the needs, the realities of the other of other things. Parartam samhatyakaritvat Tadasankeya Vasanabhishitramapi Parartam Samhatyakaritvat. So Karitva accomplished what you the things we do. In other words, the things we do, right? We do it in conjunction with our environment, including the people, anything you want to think of as part of the environment. Oh, here, look, we have a little note here. From the plants to the air, to the animals, to the people and so on, right? All those new agey things, all those beautiful heartfelt uh, realities. To our environment. Oh, I almost forgot such an important thing, right? When we're talking about uh, like not knowing how to respond, how to do something, like for a question, right? I'm sure we have all experienced this on our yoga mat, right? We're all Ashtanga yogis doing primary, intermediate, advanced, third series, fourth series, and seventh series, we have kids, right? So when we're on our mat and we're trying to do something that's difficult, right? The calmer we get, right? If, if, we're, if we allow ourselves to be spun out, there's no emptiness in the mind. There's so much neurological activity going on. The mind is not empty. Right? Emptiness means no lack of neurological activity. There's a detachment. Uh, when you when you you have to get into a certain headspace, right? In order to some of you, you're working on bakasana B, so you're trying to go from downward facing dog 
and jump and land your knees onto your arms, right? You can't do it if you're, unless your mind is in a certain headspace, right? So, so is that a good example of how this works? You have to shift away from too much thinking, the wrong kind of thinking. And you have to feel, you have to empty your mind and get feeling and let the intelligence kind of show you and flow through you and show you, right? When you visualize, you, you somehow your, your intelligence is able to feel it before you do it through your body, through your system. And then when, once that develops, that forms in your system, that sensation of executing it, right? Then you, you get a sense like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to work. Now is a good time to go because I feel it. The, the energy building up is ripe and I feel the act. I can see myself doing it. I can feel myself doing it. And then you jump, right? And the mind is making space for that feeling that you visualize first or feel in your system first. And you make the jump and you land on your arms and it's perfect. And everybody applauds. Because you got into the right headspace, you allowed it to come into your system. So it's not just, uh, you know, off the mat to be a nicer person. It's also on the mat, you know, to make things happen in a way that's more satisfying, in a way that, that, you're training yourself to allow to yourself to work a 50, 50 partner, right? You can't just jump. I want to jump now. Right. And then it doesn't work. You have to wait. You have to feel, I want to, I want to bring the breath in now after the exhalation retention, but then there's a big, right? You have to wait. You have to feel for the muscles inside the turf which are going like this, they're, they're oscillating and you have to wait and feel like, okay, here it goes. Ah, and you let the breath in and it comes in so smooth and with control and slow and steady. Right. So all this is, is all part of this, this functionality here that Patanjali is referring to talking to people executing certain things in our, in our practice, asana practice, pranayama practice, uh, sports, driving, chopping vegetables, listening to your friend, giving advice, all these things. And that's right. The other, right. You're in a 50, 50 partnership. And when you're contained in your practice, that part, that other is, the energy that you're working with when you're out doing things in the world the other is the other things in the world that you're working with so you 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 execute things in partnership in conjunction samhatya your effort is combined with the other where are we at Uh, no time for that. Tadasankhyaya vasana bhishchitramapi parartam samhatya.
Dikaritvat. So from developing that connection with spirit, the mind works, begins working more inclusively to even though it remains speckled by all its innumerable past impressions. Because it's, it's learning how to let those past impressions uh, move into the background further and further and further into the background. The mind is learning to become more empty. Any questions, comments? Tatiana. Okay. Uh, I love this one. This was great. Yeah. Yeah. This section is great. And then the next section after 28 is also good. Cool. But this section particularly so sweet, so delicious, so yummy. Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited to get to teach it again. It's only, I think, I think this is my third time going over it, teaching it. And I think I only went over it one time with my teacher. All the other, you go over the first chapter like 50 times, the second chapter 40 times, the third chapter, yeah, maybe two or three times, fourth chapter only once. <laughs> As you get higher, you know, into the sutras, it's more rare to get opportunities to study it. That tends to be the, the way, it, the way it's, it's comes out for people. So this is a really great opportunity for me. I feel like I'm, uh, my understanding is much more satisfying than it ever was before. So for me, I'm, I'm reading it and preparing it and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really great experience. So, so thank you guys. <laughs> Let's jump through to the closing. Om. Om Tat Sat. Om. <clears throat> Om. Swasti Prajabyaf Paripalayantam Nyayena Margena Mahi Mahishaha Go Brahmanebhyaha Shubhamastunityam Lokaha Samastaha Sukino Bhavantu Kale Varshatu Prajanyaha Prativi Sasya Shalani Deshoyam Kshobritaha Brahmana Santu Nirbhyaha Aputra Putrina Santu Putrina Santu Pautrinaha Adana Sadana Santu Jeevantu Sharadam Shatam Sarvesham Swastir Bhavatu Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu Sarve Mangalam Bhavatu, Sarve Bhavantu Sukinaha, Sarve Santu Nidamayaha, Sarve Badrani Pashantu, Makaschit Dukabhavet, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti.
ओम असतो तमसो ज्योतिर्गमया मृत्योर्मा अमृतंगमया ओम शांति 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 ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिदम पूर्णात्पूर्ण उदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेव अवशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 ओम तत्सत ब्रह्मार्पणमस्तु